Dive into the world of dance at the Victorian College of the Arts. Their program offers a unique blend of artistry, performance, and choreographic practice within an inclusive environment. As an undergraduate student, you explore contemporary dance, physical theatre, ballet, urban dance, and more in a collaborative studio lab setting. At honors level, specialize in performance skills, choreographic practice, or dance research. Plus, benefit from the proximity of local choreographers and companies, including Philip Adams, Stephanie Lay Company, Lucy Guerin, Chunky Move, and Dance House. Through professional placements, their students have the opportunity to develop pathways for their future careers through these relationships and networks. Consider a variety of bachelor, masters, and even doctorate programs available according to your needs. Join them and unleash your artistic potential at the Victorian College of the Arts. Learn more through the link in the descriptions below. Branding is about everything. Is an element, a value that's plant implanted in every materials that、uh, every output of the company. Hello and welcome to the Background Dancer. I'm your host Jason Yap. Thank you for joining me with our community of passionate dance contributors from around the world and across different fields. In this weekly podcast, I offer educational conversations and insightful tips to help you better understand all things offstage about this curious art form. This episode, I speak to Heidi Lee, a Master's of Arts in Cultural Management graduate from the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Most importantly, she is the Executive Director of the Hong Kong Ballet, and we discussed what it means to run a marketing and leadership strategy for a dance company. Hello, Heidi Lee. A warm welcome to the background dancer. I just want to say a huge, huge good morning over there. It's also morning on my side here in Slovakia. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Jason, for your invitation. I have been a fan of your work for quite some time now,、um, especially because I also studied in Hong Kong for about four years. And one of the companies that I watched quite often was the Hong Kong Ballet, which you are part of right now as executive director. And that is what we're going to talk about a lot today—not just about leadership, your role at the company, but also marketing, also some leadership strategies, things that I'm very, very interested. About with regards to entrepreneurship, because I think your role is very much an entrepreneurial one, as much as it is a managerial one. So, to begin today's conversation, the first question I would like to throw at you is: What is the nature of an executive director's work? And this is very much a specific question, maybe also as to what does your job usually entail. Actually, for、uh, an executive director in Hong Kong Ballet,、um, I'm reporting to the board of directors, and as the executive director, I partner with our artistic director, Sub Tim Webber. I'm sure you know him, and、uh, to provide overall leadership to Hong Kong Ballet. And 
I need to be responsible for providing direct oversight and management of all non-artistic areas. Of course, when we said non-artistic areas, mostly is um, um, focus on administrative. But I have a lot of discussion and um, debate when we are when we are planning the program plan for each year. And so, besides that, I will execute operating strategies and plans, manage administrative staff, and establish relationships with the government, funders, and national arts organizations. And well, the scope of my responsibility also includes audience development, marketing, advertising management, fundraising planning, and execution external and community uh, relations, community outreach, volunteer management and overall operational, financial and administrative management of uh, Hong Kong Ballet. Well, and also I need to develop relationships and partnership with um, musical, performing, educational and community organizations to advance the organization's outreach activities and collaborative partnerships throughout Hong Kong and beyond as well as um, um, overseas partners, uh, presenters, and also um, economic and trade office overseas uh, representing Hong Kong in different countries, in different cities, and in mainland. So we wish to get support and to facilitate our two performances in the places that they work with. And besides, I work very closely with the board to ensure strong physical health and effective governance. Um, the executive director, like me, will be a, say, relationship builder who maintains a high professional profile and is able to raise financial resources personally while educating, engaging, and also energizing the board of directors in their role as fundraisers, policymakers, governance, as well as community ambassadors. And so together with the team, um, both of us will be the organization's spokesperson. The team will be more on the artistic side and I will be more focused on the mission, um, vision and values as a guide in presenting it to many constituencies, so both external and internal, throughout the community. Um, uh, in partnership with a team and the board executive director like me will guide the growth, public image and increased brand awareness of Hong Kong Ballet. Wow, that's a lot of responsibilities and I think that's what makes your job so interesting and so challenging. But we'll definitely get into some of those things, the challenges, the advertising, the strategies, all those things are points of interest to me. But before we dive deep into those things, I also want to ask you about personally, because you have an MA in cultural management and you've not only worked for the HK Ballet, right, which is one of the flagship companies in Hong Kong, but you've also worked for the Hong Kong Dance Company. So that's also another very, very big company. Now, my question to you is, has this always been some kind of like a dream job, like executive director? Because in some countries, we do not have this separation of obligations. We have one director for everything. And in HK Ballet, it's well-supported enough to have two different roles, one for the artistic side and then the other for mostly the managerial as well as the entrepreneurial side. But being 
from a background of art management, like you have cultural management, does this role really define or has this role really represented like a dream come true for you? Well, it's um, kind of, if you ask me, it's 80% a dream come true. And um, it's a very interesting question, Jason, if you ask me. You know, when I was uh, studying, you know, my major uh, of my undergraduate major is stage management in, uh, in the Academy, uh, Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts. And the last year when I studied stage management, I started to learn arts administration in the last year. So it's one of the subjects that I have to enroll. And I found that arts administration's um, work is very um, close to my wishes. And uh, because I found, because uh, of my uh, characteristics and personalities, I like to uh, reach to, um, to people, to communicate with people. And so I had a mission statement for myself in the last year of study, which is I wish to be a good arts administrator being recognized by the industry. So I, 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 I bear this uh, mission statement for me during the past 20 years. I mean, um, but not now. Not now, since I came back from China. Uh, I worked for the, uh, for the Li Kaching Foundation as the executive director for the uh, Cheonggong Art and Design School in the Xiantou University, which is in Guangdong province. So since I came back, I found, okay, maybe I, I, I will be a good art administrator or managers or leader, whatever, but not necessarily needed to be recognized by the industry. Because I found after I came back from China, there's a lot of um, questions and challenges that I would like to bring to the, to the industry. And I found Hong Kong Ballet is an ideal platform for me to work with, uh, and especially with sub-team as the artistic director. There is a lot of wishes and um, things that I would like to do that enabled me, that Hong Kong Ballet enabled me to, to achieve them, you know. And since I worked for two um, biggest commercial theatres in Hong Kong, I think I have such a um, unique background because I work for the HAB funded organizations, not only Hong Kong Dance Company, but also but also Hong Kong Repertory Theatre and also um, PIP Cultural Industries that's uh, derived from a um, uh, HAB funded company. So I helped uh, PIP to transform from a from theatre ensemble, which is which was a HAB funded company, to a commercialized company. So because of I have that commercial theatre background, there were so many things that I can use that I got from those experiences to implement in Hong Kong Ballet. I really like the point that you raised in how having one's dream may not be enough. You need the organization and the support that the organization can provide and then combine these two things to ultimately create this very, very good job or very dream job, let's say, right? So being an executive director of other companies may not necessarily also help you achieve your dreams and your vision as a director. But 
that is definitely one thing I want to talk about in terms of leadership. Yeah. So you've been a leader for most of your life in a lot of managerial as well as entrepreneurial roles. Now, personally for you, what do you think is one skill? So one skill, a skill set, and hopefully if you can also provide one core value. Yeah. So one skill and one core value to be a good executive director or just generally a good leader for the arts? Hey, Jason here with a special message for you to help and continue serving our beloved performing arts community. So here's what you can do. Share this with one person you believe with this episode can benefit and attach a personal note explaining why. This way, you are not only helping me grow this show, but also adding value to those you truly care about. Massive appreciation as it means the world to me. And let's get right back to the show. I think for the skill is the belief in the value of performing arts and the function of it in the society. That's a must. I'll tell everybody about it. If you want to be a good, a good um, leader for a, for a performing arts company, and the second, why I asked the, the questions to to clarify because I found the, even the skill maybe is very related to value. That's why it's not a, it's not a skill that we can learn because once we have uh, a very strong. Um, in believing the values that we we're bearing, then the skill will just happened. And so, if you ask me, the skill is um, is that the, the 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 ability to drive the company and your team to understand the mission of the company and to believe the value that is dri- that drive your company to go forward to. That's lovely. I really like how you managed to yeah, tie those two things together because like you said, sometimes they are related to one another. They don't have to be separate items. And even for myself, I do believe that my skills and my values are very closely interrelated. So let's move on a little bit and talk about some of the most challenging aspects of your job. Because for many people, when we look at your CV... It's the dream job. It is the highest possible position of a managerial job, for example. But I know it can be very challenging to work as an executive director of the HK Ballet. So would you be so kind as to maybe share with us one or two things that really make your job a very challenging one? Some of the difficult parts of the job, maybe, that uh, people can learn from, really. The most challenging job... Um, is also the most interesting part of it, because I value the belief in, you know, I, I value the mission of the company very much, and the most difficult thing is to to advocate such value to the whole company, not only the the, the directors grade, say the department heads, but also to the junior staff, you know, and. Um, Subteam and I are very open-minded person, and our doors are always open, and uh, we welcome a lot of creative ideas or welcome everybody's idea or suggestions or any if they have any questions, if the staff have any questions to raise, we are very open to it. 
And the most difficult thing is to to attract them to speak out of you mean to speak truly to you to the management. You know, it's the culture in Hong Kong. If you uh, yeah, you know about Chinese culture and the people. They are very humble and they don't dare to speak uh, very frankly to the boss because they don't know whether is is good or or bad. If they say like something wrong with the company or something wrong with the like the marketing strategy and something wrong wrong means. Yeah, they they think it's wrong or that is not good to the company. The the most challenging part is to advocate the mission and the value to the whole company. And especially when some some、um, roles that are like focus in finance and accounts or administration, like the IT, and they seldom go to see performances, so it's difficult to let them know why something is、uh, important. Um, more than the numbers, like the intangible value that we'll get after maybe two years or three years that the campaign is launched. Okay, one other thing that's also very interesting, apart from the challenges, is let's say the good stuff. Yeah, like I think a lot of people want to hear the good stuff. So for you also, what is the best part about working for the HK Ballet? The most enjoyable part, let's say. The most enjoyable part is the possibility. The openness of the company, and that's why that's the eighty percent of fulfill fulfillment that I mentioned to you before, and、uh, is the possibility and the creativity that derived from from the discussion and a lot of debating and a lot of idea flowing with、uh, sub team and I and also some of the department heads. And it's good to join Hong Kong Ballet because I think the board of directors, sub team, and also myself, and some of the department heads are sharing the same mission. That's the most enjoying part. And so there are a lot of possibilities. And whenever I throw some idea to sub team, and he will feel、oh, that's interesting to try. Why not? So with with the with the why not then there is so many things that could happen, and the board of directors uh they will they will come in when we need advice, and they will come in when we need some help from them like um uh like like the、uh, linkage with the community like last time last year for example uh we cancelled the Nutcracker at the last minute, uh it's two days before we move in. The theaters just closed, and we got the、uh, notice from the government that okay, we're not going to open the venue. We supposed to do the Nutcracker screening, a、uh, shooting, on stage. Even there is no audience, but we just we just received two days before we go into the theater, and then we said okay, then use we were we decided to use the recording of the Nutcracker that we shot. I think two years ago or three years ago to screen, yeah, to do the broadcasting, and with the help of one of our board directors, and he immediately talked to TVB Jade,、um, the chairman of TVB, and said, "Okay, is that possible for us to screen? Because it's a gift. It served as a gift to the family because Nutcracker is a 
very festive programs. And so we screened it on TVB Jade and we got 150,000 150, viewership from TVB Jade on the Boxing Day. So um, it's a perfect um, cooperation between sub-team, me, and also the board of directors with the help and support by the staff. So you know that momentum, which made me very enjoyable and challenging, but you know, we always transform. We have been transforming challenges, difficulties into new ideas. That's the most enjoying part. Hey everyone, if you're like me and prioritize online privacy and security, you're going to love NordVPN. Not only does NordVPN safeguard your internet connection and protect your personal data from hackers and snoopers, but it also offers an amazing advantage. Seamless access to geo-blocked content on platforms like Netflix. With NordVPN, you can browse the web with peace of mind and enjoy your favorite shows and movies from anywhere in the world. Plus, their user-friendly interface makes it easy for anyone to stay protected online. And here's the best part. NordVPN offers a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can try it risk-free. Trust me, I've been using this for two years now and it has totally changed my life. What's more, you can get the basic plan for as low as $5 a month. By signing up through the referral link below, you not only support your online peace of mind, but also help me and the continuity of this show. So, sign up for NordVPN today and let's serve smarter and safer together. I'm currently speaking with Heidi Lee, Executive Director of the Hong Kong Ballet Dance Company. Among her previous works include being company and program manager for the Hong Kong Dance Company, as well as being director of the Arts and Cultural Development Sector for the Lee Ka Shing Foundation. This week's special shout-outs, we hear from John Henry Ferrer, who is a young dance student based in the Philippines. And he says, I like how the podcast tackles the other side of performing arts, which are the areas that we often forget to put an emphasis on. As a student performer, it's a learning ground for me, and I'm learning how to cultivate and share the knowledge of dance, as well as find the purpose of ourselves in the art form. I will recommend it to student artists who are feeling burnout at the moment, as this podcast really gives me a direction as to how I see dance as a whole. Well, thank you so much, John. I'm really happy that apart from well, giving you dance knowledge, it's also about providing you with hope that this industry is worth fighting for and that you can really belong to any part of it. So once again, thank you so much for listening to this week's special shoutouts. Well, thank you so much for that. I have quite a good association with Septim because not only have I watched his work from afar, really transforming HK Ballet to another level. But he was also at the Academy a while ago when we were having 
sort of this open presentation to choose the next dean for the School of Dance. And, you know, he was, of course, in attendance. So it was nice to see him up close, you know, really, really working his, his mind there. He's a very, very interesting man. I wish I could talk to him as well one day. But let's move on here a little bit about uh, HK Ballet. Now, that really intrigues me a lot as a company. I wish to talk about some of the brand strategies that you have for the company. And when I talk about brand, I also refer to marketing, let's say. Now, I'll choose one or two things to really focus on. Uh, mostly, I am very interested in the message of the company, right? So you talk about mission, you talk about creating a connection with the community. What is the brand? What is the message? What is HK Ballet? Not just as a dance company, but what is this brand all about? So, um, you know, when talking about branding and um, it's, it's like a slogan, but most many of the arts organizations, they don't know what branding is. But branding is about everything. It's an element, a value that's plant implanted in every materials, that uh, every output of the company. So despite being one of the Asia's uh, finest ballet companies with a growing international reputation, Hong Kong Ballet was seen by its home crowds as something for the elite and domestically focused. And the time was perfect with the team as our artistic director to help the company excite and reach our new audience. So, um, of course, audience is very important. We have a target market, uh, which means we are going to reach out to more people and to the mass to understand ballet and to appreciate ballet. You know, ballet is a very, it's a treated as a high, high class performing arts. But after Satim came, it changed totally because we wish that Hong Kong ballet is for everyone. And we developed a very bold, of course, because ballet is about beauty and aesthetics, we developed a very bold contemporary brand strategy to support the new brand ambitions and worked to make the company more accessible by giving it a very human touch and which means it's not something that is high on the on the stage that you can't reach but it's very accessible so through the strong images of course we have to attract more people to like not coming to the show but at least you will look at it so through the strong images and dynamic live action portraits you know some uh, there is uh, someone, my friend, who never come to see ballet, and when when he looked at the MTR poster uh, of uh, our Romeo and Juliet two weeks ago, and he asked me, he said, "Okay, is that posture live or is it a post production image?" You know, because the the portrait is so difficult to to do even a, a ballet dancer. But I said, okay, we did the shooting um, for many times because the dancers had to, the dancers had to do the movement until it's perfectly accepted by the creative director and also the team. So it's a real portraits. So as I said, uh, we use dynamic live action projects that strong a very spotlight back on the most important people of all, like the dancers. We capture the unique qualities of this very special company, Hong Kong Ballet. 
And performing arts, of course, is about arts aesthetics, and ballet is about beauty and perfection. And this element lies in every part of our branding output, as I said. So you may know, we have just launched our 21-22 season, and we have continued to partner with uh, Design Army, who is very important to creating the beautiful and attractive images. So Design Army has been our creative partner since Septim came, and very strong image with bold color is used this year. And another strategy is we partner with different uh, industries, um, which is a very important brand strategy uh, because you know we wish we wish to reach out to people who are not coming to the theaters very often. So we have to partner with different industries, and so like Hong Kong Ballet, uh, you know we want excellence in branding and excellence in marketing collaboration to special awards from the Hong Kong uh, Management Association, and. Is uh, we use the project called Wear Dance, the unique fashion Miss ballet campaign successfully built a positive public image among consumers and advocated for mutually beneficial marketing partnerships with crossover promotional collaborations. So we had uh, six fashion brands, nine choreographers, and over forty professional Hong Kong ballet dancers. And we performed it in three shopping, well, we can say it's a shopping mall, but part of uh, the one is an 1881 Heritage and uh, House 1881. And the second location is Free Space of West Kowloon, and the third one is the, the Mills. So this is another kind of um, collaboration between not only dance, not only ballet um, with a fashion, but also with different venue partners to in order to reach out to a um, bigger group. So another thing is developing merchandise, not only for the performances, but developing merchandise partners and setting up our online shop is another branding strategy to further extend our, our outreach to people who seldom go to performing arts. Wow, okay. I really like how it's all part of the plan, right? I love the crossovers. I love the collaboration and it's not necessarily something that comes quite natural to a dance company because sometimes dance companies can be so focused on just creating dance and expect people to consume it that's not really how it works you need to brand yourself you need to connect with your crowd and most importantly you need to connect with other industries like you've said you know and that's what's going to bring in a lot more riches that's going to bring in a lot more experiences not just for the dancers for the company but also the people leading the company i really like how hk ballet has evolved in that sense and thank you for bringing up romeo and juliet because congratulations we're speaking just just a couple of uh, days even after the, the the performance of romeo and juliet where after reading a lot of the reviews i am so delighted to see that romeo and juliet was pretty much adapted, let's say, to a very Chinese, very Hong Kong setting. And Romeo and Juliet traditionally has always been a Western trope. And, you know, this time, not only script written, but also designed to be very much a Hong Kong design, a Hong Kong aesthetic. So 
wonderful job, by the way. Congratulations for doing that. I think that's going to create a lot more brand loyalty with, like you said, the local crowd, right? So the next thing I really want to ask you is, how do you do that then? Like you've spoken a lot about branding, creating images and dynamic uh, aesthetics for the company, but is there like a very specific channel, maybe... What do you think? Social media, emails, you said brochures a couple of times that you think is the one key element that helps create this very close relationship with your audience. How are you getting feedback? How are you understanding better what your audience wants? Not just the existing ones, but your potential new audiences. So um, maybe I can share uh, something about the, Jace, uh, the Romeo and Juliet. and It's a very good good production which belongs really to Hong Kong that you mentioned Jason with all those Hong Kong elements we received a lot of positive reviews and regarding the branding and strategy um, of course if you ask me the work the performing artworks speak a lot to the audience but the first thing is to attract them to come so when you talk about uh, um, branding strategies and the channels that we used um, I think, um, as I mentioned before, um, we always transform challenges, difficulties to possibilities. COVID-19 has enabled us to do this and it triggered our thoughts of being resilient during the most difficult time. And Hong Kong Ballet at Home, which is a digital brand that we developed in March, last year, which we reacted so fast because uh, the COVID started end of January, early February, but we already designed a logo for Hong Kong Ballet at Home. Because we found that we can take this chance to um, aggressively and ambitiously develop our digital brand. And we started a lot of video programs uh, that, because platform is so free on you know online platform is a, is free platforms and we can it's a, it can contain a lot of creative ideas so firstly we developed this brand and Hong Kong Ballet at home and then we started to yeah present programs like a TV channel we have our own internal TV programs video Hong Kong Ballet at home calendars some like the, the very famous um, ballerina chef that we found three couples to share their recipes and cook in front of the cameras. So that, and then during the cooking and um, making uh, a process, then the couple will share um, what's their life in the Hong Kong ballet. So this kind of uh, fairy at home that can reach your home video will let the people know more about the dancers. So as a, uh, as a newcomer last year, when I saw this ballet at home, uh, like the ballerina chef, I started to know, oh, this, this ballerina is called Nana. She came from Japan. And, the, and her boyfriend is uh, Luis that comes, and he comes from Philippines. And how they need to be more uh, uh, concerned about their diet. So this kind of content together with the platform is important to let us get to know more about our dancers and ballet, which is so accessible. And not only in Hong Kong, but in China, we already started to register our own account for Bilibili. 
and very popular video platform and also Tencent's platform. And we engaged an agent to transfer those contents into WeChat, Bilibili and Tencent platforms. And agents need to trans do transcript from Cantonese, Chinese or English into the simplified Chinese subtitles or uh, to rewrite something that the, the mainland Chinese would understand. So channels is a very important, not only YouTube, but also different platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and of course TVB is one of the most popular uh, that can reach to the mass. So I've lost two questions for you and these are much more personal much more experimental I ask all my guests these questions um, and once again it's just feel free to answer in any way you like what do you wish for people to say or maybe think about you when one day you finally retired as executive director of HK Ballet or from the performing arts wow that's a so difficult questions and which I have never thought about it because we're always the people behind it I think maybe it's, uh, it's the uh, after I retired and they will remember me through the work that I have uh, done well you know what um, I, when I worked at, in the Chantel University I started I created a lot of um, quite uh, high quality pro programs to serve the community, to serve the university so that the students and also the teachers and were enabled to see high quality performances, even the citizen, because there, there, there were very, very little professional performances. And since after I left, I saw some posts on WeChat, public posts, and said, okay, um, we can never see those high quality performances after Heidi left the country, uh, the city. Um, I felt touched, but I, when you asked me question, I, I'm not sure whether this is the one that I wish they remembered me because it means that they can't reach out to perform high quality performances after I left, which is not a good thing. I wish the people can remember me because I started something that can be continued even I, I retired. Sorry to make the, the, the answer so complicated. No, no, thank you so much for that. Like, it's a very hard question. Uh, when I ask most of my guests this question, oftentimes the reaction is, I've never thought of it myself because I'm always in the background and I'm always serving you know, the company rather. So, you know, it's hard for me to put myself in front of them. But that's why I asked the question because I think it's very important as the leader of the company to be able to leave, like you said, some kind of legacy or just even having a very deep connection with the dancers as well as the entire community of dance. So talking about community of dance, uh, my last question to you is also a very simple one, but also a very experimental one. What do you think personally makes a dancer? more than an athlete because dancers like the ballet dance I'll take ballet dancers as an example as I said before there's a lot of hardship and disciplines and self-control but a little bit different from athletes because they still in front of the audience they still need to uh, okay one word perfectionist 
Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is born with that uh, as a dancer, I believe, you know, having a perfectionist mindset. But I think that's what pushes everyone to the next level. So with that, I would like to end today's conversation. Thank you so much, Heidi, for your ambition, for your care and love, and for your humility as the executive director of the HK Ballet and also one of the leaders of our performing arts industry, not just in Hong Kong, but in Asia. And that speaks very close to my heart. I thank you so much for your time. And once again, uh, a big appreciation for being on the Background Dancer podcast. Thank you for your invitation and give me such a platform to share with the uh, share with you and also the audience. Thanks, Jason. Heidi Lee has been my guest today. She is currently the executive director for the Hong Kong Ballet, and we discussed marketing and leadership strategies for running a dance company. For more information about this episode do check out the show notes below or go ahead and visit backgrounddancer.com slash S1E19. That's Background Dancer with two Ds, Season 1, Episode 19. With this episode, we also conclude this season's category or month of discussion about entrepreneurship. So I would really appreciate it if you reach out to me about some of the burning questions you may have that were not discussed throughout this conversation. You can reach me either by Facebook, email, Instagram, or even by voicemail if you go and visit the Background Dancer website at backgrounddancer.com. Yes, you can actually do that. Just send me a voicemail and all one click away. Although this episode is released in July, it acts as the replacement episode for the lack of episodes in June. So hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for your time and attention throughout the whole month. And I look forward to another great month ahead. Wishing you a wonderful week ahead. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe, comment, and leave a review on your designated podcast and social media platforms. If you found this interesting or helpful, feel free to share with members of your community so that they too may connect with us in our quest to foreground dance in the background. I'm Jason Yup of The Background Dancer, and as always, catch you next time. If you're listening to this, you are most definitely a dance enthusiast, maybe even one for dance science. Well, why not join the International Association for Dance Medicine and Science, or IADMS for short, and become part of a global community dedicated to supporting dancers and performers worldwide. With active members from over 50 countries, including experts in dance, medicine, and science, iAdams provides a diverse network of support and resources. As a member, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits such as discounts to year-round events, their vast collection of e-learning opportunities, and a subscription to the Journal of Dance Medicine and Science, amongst other incredible and unique offers. Join the mission for better outcomes and apply for an iAdams membership today. Click the link in the descriptions below for more info.